three, two, one. What up, everybody? Welcome to the Monday night edition of the Dennis and Andy show. We are an hour later tonight because we like to accommodate our guests. That's how we are, right, Dennis? That's how we are. That's right. It is Monday, and it worked out really well because I literally just got off the lake, not even changing shirts. No really cool, funky shirt for y'all tonight. You get a plain old tank top. That's what I had at the gym this morning before I headed out. So, the, but I made it in time. It's the gun show for Dennis. That's it what is I'm the here. gun show. It is so, the gun show. We know it's Monday, and what do we do on Mondays? Oh yeah, we always get a new guest. So Andy, why don't you tell us who our guest tonight is? Our guest is Philip Diaz, the creator of Magic Cop. Uh, currently, Magic Cop 2, White Lines, is in demand on Indiegogo. We want to talk to him about that. Look, your our buddy Michael's already complaining. Let's get this show on the road. It's almost past Andy's bedtime. Oh, I thought it was past. I read it small thinking it was past his bedtime. My bedtime's not till 10. Shut your mouth. <laughs> we'll be fine. I'll have an hour to decompress, and then I'll hit the sack. But without further ado, what's up, Phil? What's hey, up, guys? Thanks for having me, man. Uh, yeah, I'm man. so excited to be here and, uh, yeah, hail the chat. Yeah, it's good to meet you. You know, we, we another creator that we chat on Twitter and stuff and follow each other and whatnot, but we yeah. like to uh, spotlight different creators' projects and just learn about them and whatnot. So, you know, before we dive into the comics you've put out and the current one, which is Magic Cop 2, what – uh. What got you into comics? Like, what was it? What what's what, your origin? What was story? the book? Yeah, what's your origin story? Yeah, so uh, man, I grew up in in the the late nineties. I mean, I'm 27 years old. And oh uh, god! So. Hey, wait a second. Hold on. I love doing this to Dennis. Hey, Dennis, how old is your son? Uh, my son is 25. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Andy. I feel freaking old. <laughs> you got hey, we're this Dennis. We're the same age. My kid's only 18 now. So I know. I work That's, quick. Yeah. <laughs> so I was born in 93. Um, so my way into comics was different than a, a lot of people that I hang out with. You know, I mean, I've always hung out with uh older crowds and you know, from my my family's friends uh to you know, I, I work in an arcade right now, and I have for like man, like ten years. The, the the country is in the world's largest arcade. We have like the most games. So everybody there was from the old arcade scene in, in the eighties and nineties. So I I get the culture, and that's what I love. And you guys will see that from the stuff that I put out, like Magic Cop. It's very nineteen eighties. Um, oh yeah. But you know, I kind of through osmosis of like the the nineties cartoons of like X Men. And then the Justice League cartoons, which I love, you know, the Spider-Man animated series, awesome Batman animated series. That 
got me super excited about comics. You know, it was something my my dad and my brother and I would sit down and watch on Saturday mornings. A huge X-Men fan from the cartoons, like Gambit's my guy, you know? And yeah. uh, so from that, we went to like con conventions, like Wizard World Chicago was huge oh, yeah. um, when I was younger. And that's I probably where I got, bought my first comic I think my brother had some, he had some Venom issues and um, my dad collected some when he was younger. Like uh, I remember you know, he had like Silver Surfer versus Mephisto and stuff like that. Yeah. Just, like those crazy issues back then. Uh, and like Daredevil, Spider-Man and Black Widow issues when they would do those. But I think the first one of the, the first couple I remember picking up were old Plastic Man's, Man stuff because I was a kid and I liked wacky characters like that. And uh, I think the first issue of Alpha Flight, where it's just the big lineup, you know, because I was a huge Sasquatch fan. I actually had a, oh, dog yeah. name, I had a dog named Sasquatch. And he's just like this, I love the character. He looked so cool. Um, and those were super distinct in my mind of the, the first stuff uh, picking up, you know. Yeah. Uh, that that's that that's where the bug was and and through that as getting older and more stuff was coming out like like I said uh, Justice League Unlimited with all those characters I'm I'm a big fan of like the the D list characters um, dude uh, you and me both yeah I, I totally can relate to that I growing up I mean he's not the characters when I was growing up were more C list. And it was Green Lantern. It was Aquaman. I mean, they're A-list guys now. But yeah. back when I was a kid, <clears throat> there was a totally D-list guys. Like, I loved Alpha Flight. They weren't an A-team. Yeah. You know? For sure. Sasquatch was my favorite out of, uh, out of all of them. I mean, and that's why to hear you say that, I'm like, yeah, that's just, I mean, burn. Yeah. <laughs> well, not only that, but Dennis, you know, you mentioned you're a fan of the X-Men. Dennis is the big X-Men fan. Yeah. Um, you can kind of see behind him, but <laughs> I, I, I like to brag on Dennis because he's he has every issue of X Men from number one in 1963 to current to, to today. Wow, yeah, everyone. I, I, I'm an X Men guy, I've got yeah. all the X Factor, New Mutants, X Force, uh, Fallen Angels. It doesn't matter, got him, got him. <laughs> I, I'm an ex guy. Even the crappy stuff they're putting out now, I'm reluctantly picking up just because yeah. I'm a completist. But uh, now the one thing I love to hear you say, you're talking about arcade. So you would love this. So I'm from Wisconsin originally. Yeah. And uh, where we grew up, the town, um, there was an awesome place called Fantasy Isle. Mm -hmm. And um, the downstairs was comic books. So you'd walk in and there was your comic book. So I'd walk in every day. But then you'd walk up, they had spiral staircase, and when you'd walk up, the top two floors were an arcade. So wow. literally, my mom would drive me into town, drop me off. I would go up, and it was five bucks for two hours, all you could play video games on Wednesdays. So you could, they had pinball, they had all the great arcade games. Then I could walk right downstairs, pick up all my new comics, any back issues I wanted, one fell swoop one-stop shop. She was there three hours later to pick me up. That was the greatest day of the week. That's amazing, dude. Yeah, that's so cool that they would do it like hourly, like our arcade 
you, it's just 20 bucks and you get to play the whole day and from no way, uh, no way. from a land because you it's said called, it's like the biggest or whatever yeah we have uh, i think as of today probably like 820 games we put a new game on the floor every week so holy crap wow so, what's the name of it it's called the galloping ghost arcade it's in uh brookfield which is like 20 minutes from chicago yeah uh, wow yeah, we've been there for tiny years, and it's grown and grown. We we got like any game you could think of, we probably have it most likely. Yeah, but uh, Star Trek, the one yeah. where you sit down. Yeah, sure. I think we have. Like, I think it was eighty two, maybe eighty three, eighty two. I'm thinking. Yeah, we have that. We have the uh, you know that the X Men of arcade game, of course, but yeah. we have the. Uh, the full six-player one, where it's the like the XL cabinet that it's got oh, four, four yeah. monitors in it, so everybody could play at once. It's it's insane, but uh, but yeah, and so I guess to get back to comics, yeah, I, I had always um, like my family was super uh, supportive in the idea of imagination. You know, like my parents always encouraged me to be creative, creative. Um, with imagination, you know, I, I did some theater stuff when I was younger as well, but uh, I was the kid that was always just daydreaming and thinking of scenarios, whether it be like, oh, I just watched the X-Men, you know, in my head, I'm just daydreaming about being Gambit or something and like, you know, fighting in the danger room. Uh, so that was kind of like what started stories in, in my infatuation with stories and storytelling. And then in college i took a mythology class and i love mythology and i at one point i wanted to be a mythology professor but just understanding what myths were and the stories and how comic books are like modern myths uh just sparked the urge to write um this stuff and and even like out of high school my brother and i published small runs of like comics you could see here this is uh, they're not even illustrated they're they were pictures they're photographs in front of a green screen of my friends and i and this is the second issue of the silhouette oh um, cool which is a vigilante character that it was the, it was our first character so this is basically where zade comics started which is our company and yeah. uh, you could see like a little establishing shot here the silhouette and this is all like photographs of real places or my brother would 3d model them oh um, wow and so like some cool cg explosions and that's me as the silhouette we're just like, <laughs> blacked out he's like this shadow man and um yeah we went to wizard world we got you know spent the 300 bucks on a table and sold maybe 50 of these things and it's got uh, a nice production value, man. <laughs> we tried, man. Yeah, I mean, th this thing was printed in like a basement of some some guy, some like local indie comic guys' uh, basement who had invested in a huge printer. So yeah. you know, we did floppies. We did two issues, and from there, I went to college and always was writing about the silhouette. And from him, spanned different characters uh, that we came up with and then kind of you know this took a, a while to produce because you got a schedule when your buddies are going to come over and take oh yeah and, and do pan you know page layouts and stuff and then letter the thing i was lettering it at the time too so kind of we stopped producing these because it, it took a lot of work 
as any comic book does. Um, and then I started seeing like the, the crowdfunding campaigns. And uh, I remember seeing Cyber Frog really early on. And I'm like, dude, this looks awesome. Because I frogs were my favorite animal when I was a kid. And I'm like, oh, dude, Cyber Frog's so cool. <laughs> and then I'm like, but I've never used Indiegogo before. And I'm like, ah, I won't pick it up because I've never done any of the crowdfunding right. stuff. I saw Brutus the Badass was another one that was pretty big. Um, and then from there, I don't, I just saw, you know, hashtag comicsgate and stuff on, um, on Twitter. I didn't know what it was. And I probably saw a video or a clip of Ethan talking and I'm like, Oh, this seems really cool. Like the community seems awesome. And this is stuff that I, uh, agree with and what I want to do. And I'd always wanted to come, get back to the silhouette and this, these crazy characters that we had come up with. So, Brandon and I, my brother, were working at the arcade. We came up with, out of nowhere, usually our ideas come out of jokes. Like, we're just joking around with each other, and we think something's clever or funny, and we're like, that's stupid. Why don't we do something with it, you know? <laughs> so uh, that's where Magic Cop came from. Um, it was an idea or a title for a video game that didn't exist. Um, the story goes, like, my boss was asking my brother for a marquee for an arcade marquee and he's like hey what was what was the name of that and my brother's like it's like magic cop and he's like that's not a game and then so we're like what would that be if it was a game so i myself and my brother started uh creating characters for like a side scrolling beat em up like bad dudes teenage oh, yeah. Ninja Turtle. Bad dudes. yeah games like that and uh we built this whole world um, to, to make into a game on our own time, but we got thrown onto different projects and it never came to fruition. So I'm like, we have all this content and with these stories, why don't we make it into a comic book? Like it would be perfect. And if down the line, if we ever do a video game, that would be cool. But then that's where we came up with, with magic ops. So this was the first one. Um, and we started promoting on YouTube. We made a channel. We, uh, we did, a bunch of shows we became you know people started noticing us and got followers the cool back cover too by passion for drawing yeah. um, and through here you know this thing's like 92 pages it's pretty thick it's wow. like four issues uh so it, it's basically miami vice mixed with halloween town uh the, the main character is a wizard detective that the, he's a magic cop and he comes from a long line of magic cops and uh yeah, I guess the rest is history from there because the the group and community kind of, you know, brought us in with welcome arms. And from that, we met a bunch of awesome creators and artists, which led us to be able to do our second book. And now we're on our third one. So, oh, very cool. That is awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking down. <clears throat> That's why I'm looking down. because I'm just looking down at at. Uh, another screen that has the campaigns and stuff um hey brian's what's here. up brian yeah thanks for everybody for for joining uh i see we see got sim in the chat Jay yeah Lee, not the actual Jay Lee. this is uh no nope. sweens my boy sweens edwin he's just as cool yeah so, so yeah, we, who's older you or your brother my brother's older by five years oh wow yeah not this is just you two? Now I'm just curious. Or yeah, no other us. siblings, just you guys? No, it's always been, yeah, it's just us. Wow. 
So and it sounds like a lot of your interests are really aligned, which is which is actually really cool. Like my brother and I, we were completely opposites growing up. Yeah. Now he likes all the same nerdy stuff I do, which is great, but yeah, a little late. <laughs> yeah. No, we, yeah. You know, we've always been each other's, you know, I guess, best friends. And we always hang out with each other and have the same friends that we hang out with. Um, and whenever we do something, we do it together because we've been around each other so much. So sure, you know, we could always, uh, you know, count on each other to, to get stuff done. And if I don't know how to do something, he definitely does. So that's sure. what it is. Yeah. Well, I've got Magic Cop right here, so yeah. we can look at it and talk awesome. about it. I'm going to play the video. Oh, cool. So let's do that. Did, did you share the audio? Yeah. I just got to click. Hold on. I'll start it over. Perfect. It's kind of a good pitch video to tell you. Hey, what's everyone. This is Brandon and Phil from Zane Comics. And we're back with our new sequel, Magic Cop 2. So sit back and watch this trailer right now. Magic Cop is everything you love about Halloween, smashed with everything you love about the 1980s. And in Magic Cop 2, all of our favorite detectives are back. Grey Wolf, the old-timer, Heli, the sexy witch, O'Hara, the half-leprechaun, half-giant, and Iggy, the Magic Cop. This time, there's a new drug on the streets of Ambrosia. This special strain of pixie dust is giving its abusers magical powers, and it's up to the team to find out who's concocting it before the whole city runs mad with magic. But that's not all. Whoever's behind this has painted a target on the backs of the police, leading into a run-in with the city's most wanted contract killer, the Headless Hitman. <laughs> this book's got a whole lot of action, a whole lot of 80s, and of course, fast cars, hot beach babes, and even hotter crime. The only detective with the spells to stop it is Magic Cop. Thanks for watching, everybody. And remember, we can't do it without your help. So hop on board. Let's, Let's go, go make, make some comics. Nice. Now with more Magic Cup. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah. Did you, did you guys do the video yourself? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I edited uh, like the little animatics and stuff for the video. I just want to know: was it is it your car or his car that you used? <laughs> that's my brother's car. That's my <laughs> car. Oh, that's a sweet ride. Saved up for a while for that. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool, man. Uh, well, I mean, you kind of went into the story. You want to go into the story a little more about Magic Cop and stuff? Yeah. So in the first book, uh, when we introduced all the characters, um, the the Magic Cop, his name is Ignatius Cromwell and uh, Iggy for short. So it, the first one was his first case. They were taken on um, a case where uh, mermaids were being trafficked into the city, given surgery to have human legs, and then uh, prostituted out. So it's it's wacky. It's, just, it's fun. It's like a you know a very nineteen eighties uh, crime story, and that's why it's like when we were selling this, I didn't know how well it would do because it's not a superhero thing. It's not you know, traditional comics, it actually reads and is written kind of like a TV show. There's no narration in it. Um, you're, you're kind of viewing it like you're watching a Miami Vice show. Uh, so that, that was the first one. And now in this second one, instead of, you know, going after uh, people that are trafficking mermaids, they're taking on the drug world. So there's 
a new drug called pixie dust on the streets and the the junkies that snort it are getting magical powers so uh, that's not good for the city is not good for anyone so True. they have to track down who's doing that um and if you scroll down you'll see the the big bad guy his name is arsenic jones and, uh, he's like Bane, but if we could just stop right there. Yeah, that's a good one too. <laughs> there he is. This is uh, Arsenal yeah, Jones. He's a bodybuilder. He's like Bane if Bane used magic instead of venom. So he uses magic as steroids, and he's, he's running this racket. And he he learned that these detectives are are on his tail, so he hires the headless hitman to to take them out so there's a big chase scene with the headless hitman and uh just just wacky fun man and this, this is totally different than what we did with our last book uh because the last book is much more you know all about comics like if you love comics then you'll love the lost pages that's all about like superheroes and stuff and this oh, cool. is uh you know so I, I love writing stories in different genres kind of um working out my writing muscles uh, in that way so I can get used to, to writing different stuff. How do you, that actually brings up a good question because your brother draws the stuff and you yeah. write the stuff. So do you do the normal process of writing out a script to give to them? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I do that. And in fact, for the first uh, book, I actually helped with the layouts too. So to speed okay. things up. So I would, um, I would lay out, you know, boxes on a, on a, PSD file sure. for him, him to follow. And uh, that quickened things up. He's doing most of the layouts in this one himself now. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'll give him a, a full script. And if there's, you know, spaces where I could leave leeway for like action scenes, like fight scenes that, that he wants to, uh, to whip up himself. Sure. We do that. But we're always constantly talking with each other, whether, you know, oh, yeah. ideas off of each other at the gym and stuff. And uh, if I get into a, a hole, I'll, I'll ask him what he thinks. Here's the headless hitman popping a yeah. wheelie on his motorcycle. <laughs> it's very wacky. He's no, awesome. I mean, the whole, uh, the style of it and the colors and stuff. I mean, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, my God, Don Johnson looking. Yeah. And, you know, ve that very pop colors of the 80s and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I even, I, I love the dot patterns that are in there as well. Yeah. You know? dude, our, our colorist is killing it, man. He he really brings everything to life it, it it turns it into a real comic once the colors are on there you know like the like you said like the dots zip dots and stuff like that oh yeah I really wanted that for the retro feel totally so this is uh totally different this is uh the ash can that is going to be you guys could get with the book uh it's going to be a 14 page short story and then after that there's going to be like back matter concepts and fan art as well uh, but this is focusing on our character, Grey Wolf, who is like the the old timer veteran of the precinct. And this is kind of like a flashback story where he's going to seek revenge on this crime lord. He puts his shotgun down, picks up the samurai sword. So he kind of has like um, Steven Seagal feel to it, maybe like Game of Death, Enter the Dragon. And it's drawn by Alan Alonzo, who is oh, okay. a, a artist who we found during our, our first fan art contest, he won the fan art contest for Magic Cop. So we hired him. He did a story on our second book, The Lost Pages, and uh, we wanted to see uh, see him take on some Magic Cop stuff too. Oh, very cool. 
We got a question. North Freeze asking, is this a miniseries, Phil? Three or four issues, or is this a continually running one? So we put them out as uh, like trade paperbacks. So it's four issues in a, a trade. So right. this is 92 pages. You're going to get a full story here. It has a beginning, middle, and end. But uh, it, the, the series is going to, you know, there's room for other books. Just like with the first one, it was the same deal. The, the story ended. So it's, it's basically like if you're watching a two-part episode of a, of a TV show in this, in this thing. Ah, cool. And Brian's throwing you a nice compliment, going overboard with the swag and extras. That's really cool. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, Brian's awesome, dude. Uh, this is um, actually the reprint cover. So if you guys yeah. missed out on the first book, Kelsey Shannon did this awesome like alternate cover for the first book. Uh, it's going to be uh, on the campaign as well. So I can't wait to see those printed because Kelsey just killed it with that. Yeah, that came out really, really nice. He's a he's a great guy. I mean, I've always liked Kelsey stuff. So, yeah, he's, that is uh, cool. Yeah. Um, how do you fit? Because you you said you know you've got your regular job. Mm-hmm. How do you fit all this in, man? <laughs> how do you guys fit all this in? So, I stay up really late. I just say it's because you're young. Yeah, well, I know that because I'll I'll I get up in the morning. And I'll uh-huh. pop into the green room and I'll be like, man, look at all these guys going back and forth at 1 and 2 a.m. and stuff. Yeah. I can't Yeah, do I stay up to like 4 now. Uh, like right now I'm in the lettering stage because I letter my own stuff. So yeah. I'm lettering uh, Magic Cop 2 right now. <clears throat> so I was up really late. And I was hanging out with Shane and stuff um, and after his show. And I'll just stay up, letter, and, um, you know, or write, you know, depending on what, thing i'm in you know what which process i'm in and uh yeah but right now i'm lettering and you know people are like and my girlfriend's like oh you stay up so late you know but uh i'm like yeah i'll I'll sleep when i'm 60 that's fine you know i'm gonna sniff out to the backers no man i hear you i I had late yeah (laughs) shane and ethan they're well actually shane i don't think it's close to my age ethan's closer to my age and i'm just like see his hours i'm like yeah I don't know how you do it, brother. <laughs> he needs that dude wasn't jo- I wasn't joking. I usually hit it around 1030 every night because I get up at about 630 every morning. So mm-hmm. he takes his Geritol, his Zequil, and he's done for the night. <laughs> I am. I don't need Zequil, man. This this head hits the pillow and I just pass out. So I don't need any of that stuff. What is this thing? This looks so, cool. So this is a little add-on. So there's a a creator out there, he goes by Blockheads on Twitter, and he yeah. makes these what he calls Blockheads. They're like little paper foldable characters. Yeah, as I say, it looks like the cardboard thing. You get it flat, then you have yeah. to fold it together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, we had him do the Headless Hitman, and this is the first Headless Blockhead. Nice. <laughs> so he, he killed it, man. He knocked out of the park there. So I'm like, we, we got to do this because uh, it's something special. So uh, every backer is going to get one of these free um, in, in the package, so they, they could put it together, display it. Uh, we do them with all of our campaigns. We did Magic Cop for the first one. We did the silhouette for our, our second book uh, with the Lost Pages. And yes, and if you scroll up, there's also some uh, trading cards. These right here yep. are trading cards that everybody's going to get free as well. Uh, so you got Preston Acevedo with the, the painted trading card of Arsenic nice. Jones. 
He's got all those magic wands stuck in his back, juicing him up. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, nice. EJ Moore just did the other one, which is, you know, obviously awesome, kind of realistic style. Don yeah, that's real nice. yeah, EJ's great. Yeah, those are both really cool. <laughs> it's funny. Michael said the same thing I was thinking. I'm like, ah, it looks like the robot from Futurama. Oh, the devil. <laughs> <laughs> So when that's when that's flat before it's put together, is it does it fit right inside the Gemini mailer and stuff? I assume yeah. So the the bot we don't use Gemini's. We use oh, they called Z line or something. Are but they like the same size or whatever. Yeah, it's like we we were folding them at first, but now we realize that we could just put them right behind the book, and it just fits perfectly. Nice. So, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and we got some swag add-ons. We're doing shirts for the first time, and that magic cup too. I forgot to talk about that. Yeah, I saw that. I'll, I'll go back up, up to the top. Yeah, there's a little a cool gift. This is yeah, something new here. we're trying. I, I love crowdfunding because you could experiment so much with with stuff. Uh, even though we we had these made um, a few months ago, just to have them ready. So there's mm -hmm. a specific number that we have. Uh, right. Like you could just experiment with cool perks, and if no one buys them, then you don't have to make them. Uh, but yeah. the cup is something we really wanted to do because I, we're not seeing it a lot. It's, it's, it's new. And this is like 32 ounce stadium cup. I don't have one in my room right now. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's like the old, well, yeah. Stadium cup. It's like the yeah. slurpee cups from seven 11. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Stuff like yeah, that. The moose cups. Yeah. This is the, the art on here is drawn by Alan Alonzo. Who's doing the ash can. And it's okay. kind of like this awesome mural of the good guys versus the bad guys. Um, if you guys do back the the perks on the campaign that have the ash can in it, it comes with a fold-out poster of this mural. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, you guys definitely do it right with uh, the perks and all that stuff for sure. Um, man, I was going to – damn it. There's something else I was going to ask you, and Dennis knows how, my, how flaky my brain is, so uh, that's just how it rolls. I understand. I'll get back. We'll just look at that for a while. Um, <laughs> Squirrel. So, well, just getting back to your history and stuff. So I assume your brother was always the one that liked to draw and stuff like most of uh, most of us guys that draw and push the pencil around. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I always wanted to draw, but I was super, always super hard on myself and never thought I would be able to and stuff. Um, so I just stuck to the stories and, uh, yeah, he's he actually does a lot of um, graphic design for our our work, and uh, he like he'll redo side art for arcade cabinets and marquees and stuff. Oh, cool! So he uses that in, in the actual job, and um, yeah, he's you know this is working with him is awesome. You know, he's very creative himself. So a lot of the ideas, uh, even with our our book, the Lost Pages. Uh, we've been developing those characters for years, so him and I. So he's also a creator on that as well. And my brain just caught up with me. This would look really cool, as uh, as I'm sure you know. You've probably heard this before, but even the style that's already set with your mm -hmm. brother's art and everything would look would just work great as you know an Adult Swim type Netflix type yeah. cartoon. Sure. Yeah. You know? I mean, I don't know if you guys have, are trying to pursue that or whatnot, but I don't know. I don't even know how I would. That's why I, I have. 
If I knew how, I would tell you, but I yeah. literally have no idea when it comes to that stuff either. So everyone always says that, and uh, it's you know a scary thought to like give your thing to a, com a production company to make it into into another medium, right? Especially with all of the uh, the the stuff going on now, where they're they're changing all of these IPs. But it would be yeah cool to see any of our stuff just, animated. I kind of wonder what like a three to five minute short would cost. Yeah. You know, because the, the part I do know, and I mean, you probably know guys that do this. I know guys that do storyboards, you know, mm -hmm. for a living that, you know, work on a lot of the stuff. He's, well, a friend of mine just got done doing invincible. You know, oh, yeah. awesome. he was a board, he was a board artist on invincible. Um, so, I mean, I know storyboard guys, but, yeah, it just comes down to maybe trying to research what it would take to do a five-minute cartoon, and then that could even be a digital perk. Yeah, for, for the crazy. next one. There's um an awesome creator. His name is Joseph King, and he comes from uh, like animation background and stuff. I think he's worked on some uh, either Adult Swim or Cartoon Network stuff. He this this book called Slaughter Squad. And his trailer, he fully animated himself, and it was like a cartoon. It was awesome. Oh wow! Um, and it, it's really cool. It's like this um, this badass bull, and but he's like Rambo, and he has yeah. like a team of uh, team of animals that are taking down the the meat industry that are trying to kill him. So it's it's hilarious. It's a really funny book. Well, that's that goes to a different style of animation that you could look at too. Is mm -hmm. now this is way before your time, but. Dennis, what was it? Was it late 60s when Marvel did the, the animation where it was literally like comic panels and it was just very subtle movements? You could tell they were just like... Just are, are, are you thinking like the original Spider-Man or before that? Oh, it, Iron Man. Yeah. Had one. Spider -Man, yeah, I know I think. it was like a, almost like a still panel and then they would move across and then it would be like yeah. Batman would yeah. go bam for... Yeah. 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 I mean, something like that would probably even work... Well. I think the the best modern day version of that is like South Park. You know, yeah. you could see something. Well, I could see something like this because the style having that that retro vibe. Mm -hmm. You could almost see something like this in a South Park type animation style, with the movement of the characters. Yeah, yeah toys is a toys too. I'm sure you guys have probably looking into that. Yeah, North, North Freeze asking if you're looking at toys, so. Yeah, I mean, I would love to. You know, even more than toys, I'm a huge statue collector, as you can see. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, we were just talking about that before we went live. Sure. Like, I collect everything I love. I have, like, I don't know, like, eight different Lobo statues. Sure. Um, and, uh, like, seeing Ethan and even that Cecil statue that that guy was putting together. Dude, that Cecil statue <laughs> yeah. was insane. Yeah. I'm looking at that going oh my god that is yeah. awesome but i mean yeah if i ever got we ever got to that point of you know mitten you know pulling in backers numbers like cecil and stuff dude i'd be all over that like i have the characters from my lost pages book like yeah. this guy here he's a this big purple guy his name's crim and he's the uh he's the imagination imaginary friend of this girl on his shoulders and he's like this, you know, big cross between the Max and Lobo and he's a big badass that rips people to shreds. I would want to do a bust of him, you know, 
Oh yeah. Well, we can look at lost pages too if you want. This is uh, yeah. This is this is your hour, my friend. So yeah, this whatever is you want to look at as well. So this campaign is still in demand. Yeah. Uh, all everything's been shipped out. So if anyone backs a book, we pack it up and ship it out the next day. Oh, very cool. Uh, so we're kind of using it as a store. So yeah, that's Simon Bisley did that cover. Uh, oh, those wow, are that's awesome. awesome. Now, did Biz color this as well, or did somebody else? No, he has a, a buddy. His name is Adam Brown. He does colors for Glenn Febri and Simon Bisley. Oh, okay, yeah. Great colors, man. And, he, and he, I mean, it looks like Biz did it. You know, That's why like, I asked, yeah. because when you first showed it before we went live, mm -hmm. I couldn't tell because it was small. I couldn't tell if it was Biz doing full painting or ink and color. And that's why I asked just now, because once I saw it was inked, I'm like, oh, I wonder if Biz colored it as well, because it, it, it has his palette. So Yeah, it is. It's so cool. So, you know, th these are like, you know, Magic Cop was the jumping off point. It, it got us, um, you know, known. It got us some fans. It, it, I made a bunch of friends with creators. And without sure. that, I wouldn't have been able to put this book together because uh, this book is basically four separate stories that weave into each other. And each of the stories is drawn by a different artist. Oh, oh, cool. So, yeah, this is the silhouette. I mean, I showed yeah. you guys what the silhouette looked like before in 2012, but this is what he looks like now, you know, fully illustrated, black and white. Uh, yeah, that's really cool. He's like our supernatural vigilante. He's awesome. And currently I'm working on writing the sequel to this, and it's going to be focusing on this character. Oh, that's oh cool. cool. There he is. Yeah, that looks really good. Yeah, he's you really cool. Do you guys plan on making it to any uh, conventions this season now that the country looks like it's kind of opening back up? Yeah, we would love to. Like, we were super excited about doing that and, you know, hanging out with some of our buddies and stuff. I know, uh, I think Patrick Thomas Parnell's doing Megacon in, uh, in Orlando. Malin said he might go down to that. Um, we're going down. Oh, yeah? yeah. We're planning yeah. on it. Yeah, I got a table and stuff, so. Nice, yeah. Yeah. I'd love to look into that and, you know, talk to my brother about maybe doing that and seeing how many people are going to go. Because I know there's a lot of fans just in Florida that, yeah. know of that have, have bought the book. Um, and in fact, one of uh, my buddies, Luke, he works at a comic shop and he said one of his regulars brought in the Lost Pages because he bought two and he put one up to sell at the shop and someone bought it like a few weeks later. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Oh, that's really cool. Someone bought the book from the shop. Yeah, here's Crimstone, who's uh, kind of our, our 90s bombastic character with a little twist. Like I said, the, the chick here, her imaginary friend from childhood has now grown up into this monstrous, you know, uh, badass fighter and comes back into her life and they become uh, crime fighters. If you go down to the next page, you'll see a, a oh, big there we go. Rock. Look at that. Oh, so that's cool. cool. So fun. So I would love a statue of this character. He's just oh, so hell cool. yeah. North Freeze, like, we'll be getting lost pages. Love the art and uh, artwork and bid on some of the pieces on YouTube art. Auctions awesome. lost. Thank you, North. I appreciate that. And then this one's another one of my favorites. Uh, the Masquerade. So this is by Alan Alonzo, the artist that's doing the Magic Cop Ashcan. Mm -hmm. And if, if you guys love pulp characters, yes. I, do, I, I was going to say, that's what it looks like. Yeah, I love the Shadow, the Phantom, Green Hornet. So this is an ode to 
to them. And the masquerade is, is set in the 1930s in Chicago. And uh, he's a master of disguise. And he speaks only in Shakespearean talk, iambic pantameter, to like <laughs> mess with his enemies. <laughs> nice. So, Boy, that'd be a pain to write. I do. I love it. So fun. I'm, I'm a huge, uh, I'm a huge Etrigan fan. So, and you know, Etrigan the demon would rhyme. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, I, uh, people that write the demon, I just think, man, that is, that is just, <laughs> that is not my wheelhouse. <laughs> I like reading it, but man, that is just not my writing wheelhouse. Oh, dude, I love it. It's so fun. Yeah, this campaign was a awesome success thanks to the backers. Uh, so much so where when we added new stretch goals, we actually added more stories to the supplemental book. We did like a bonus comic. Oh, we sweet. Introduced new characters. Um, we did like four page short stories. And so we were able to hire even more artists and just, it, it was a big undertaking, but it was a lot of fun working with everybody. Yeah. I see Magic Hop 2 you got down for July. Are you guys on track for that? Yep. Yeah. My brother is on like page 73. It's going to be not wow. like I said, 92 pages. So 73. Um, I'm lettering now. So uh, we're going to be shipping out in July and hopefully launching the nice. next Lost Pages in August. Oh, that was my next question. So after Magic Cop, it's going to be another Lost Pages. And then we right. go back to Magic Cop again. Yeah. Well, we'll the plan. See. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, we love switching it off because it kind of gives our artists time to get stuff done, right? Because right. the plan is to eventually be able to have the book done before we do, before we launch it, so we could show as much as we can. Sure. To let the backers know that we mean business. We're going to be putting this thing out. You know, it's going to come out on time, and uh, we might do a few lost pages in a row after this because okay. I want it focus on those characters. Um, like the next one, like I said, is going to focus on the silhouette, but it's going to have cameos from right. some of the characters uh, that, that people know from the book. Oh, that's well, cool. yeah, because you do, so you do, a, you know, a, a longer lead story and then right. the rest are shorter mm -hmm. page counts. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. This was like an interesting experiment where we took, our characters from the universe and wanted to introduce them all at once. Yeah. And what we were able to do after that is we did a poll for all the backers and asked which characters were your favorites. So oh, from yeah. there, like, I, uh, I think for the main book, Silhouette was everyone's favorite and then Crimstone. So those characters are going to be in the next book, Silhouette, focusing on him. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Let's kick back over to here real quick. Mm -hmm. Very so, yeah, nice. I mean, being, you know, the knowing all these artists, being introduced to the community and having the success for Magic Cop 1 and the Lost Pages, it's just been so cool because before, when I was trying to do uh, this stuff without a community like this, I couldn't find artists that were reliable that were hungry, that wanted to work on stuff. You know, I've paid people for pages that I never got. Oh. And, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I was, you know, 20 years old or whatever doing that and been just like face palming because this is what I want to do. This I want to get these stories out. I've had them for so long. Uh, but it's 
all working out now. It's really cool. It's a long night staying up, but it's lots of fun. And I love the YouTube community coming on shows and, and meeting new people and, uh, you know, talking to guys like you that have been in the industry for so long, you know, Shane and, and, and Dan Frega helping me out all the time, giving me great advice. It's been awesome. And in fact, um, because of putting books out and stuff, and I guess, you know, people are, are digging the stuff I'm putting out. Uh, John Malin actually hired me to write a graveyard shift story for him. Um, oh, congratulations. That's awesome. Great. Super cool. So that's all written up and we're going to be working with an artist soon to, to pump that out. And uh, hopefully sometime, I don't know, next year or maybe later, whenever he launches another graveyard shift campaign, that'll be in there and it's it's going to be a lot of fun a lot tons of action in that and, and it was it was so fun because it's a different pace than writing uh your own characters right you're you're, right. you're ingesting some stuff that other people have created and you get to play in that sandbox and it was a blast and and he was editing also you worked kind of like as an editor on it mm -hmm. and getting notes from him and being like oh yeah that that totally makes sense uh it was really cool working with him, uh, him being an editor. Um, so I'm so stoked to to see that one come to life with some art. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's, That's awesome. really cool. And, 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 you know, I do. Oh, wait, here we go. Phil, do you and your brother ever get tired of working with one another? <laughs> um, and that's a good question. Mm, there's moments where... <laughs> When you have a when you have a conflict, do you yeah. arm wrestle it out? I think <laughs> that's the question. Or do you just thumb wrestle? No, we try to nothing wrong with thumb wrestling. <laughs> we'll try to reason and you know bring up points and stuff why if something works better one way or another. Um, but it never gets old because we're so similar and we know we've been around each other all the time. Like I think. Sure. There's a theory that I have where the longer you're around someone, you'll know what they're thinking when certain situations come up and you'll be thinking the same thing. Like that happens all the time, you yeah. know, with him and I. And I think that's like um, being around in the vicinity of someone in different situations. Uh, so I, he's great to work with. And well, you know, it's funny because Dennis yeah. and I are around each other so much that. Mm -hmm. He'll come over during football season and I'll be thinking the Packers suck. And then he'll be like, the Packers suck. And I'm like, there you go, Dennis. There and yet, you go. They, they make it to the championship game. And where are the Cowboys? Yeah. Uh, they losing to the Washington no-name uh, Redskins. All right, Dennis. Words hurt. Words hurt, Dennis. Words hurt. Um, but no, I mean, just like tomorrow night. We're going to go see a movie, uh, the new Spiral, you know, uh, Spiral comes out tomorrow. And, uh, um, you know, and so we're going to do a thing on, on, you know, the continuation of the Saw myth. I already know what Andy's going to think of it. <laughs> I'm going to love it because I love all those Saw movies. Yeah. Are you, right. are you a movie? Are you a movie guy, Phil? Movie boss? Yeah, for sure. I love movies. Yeah. What, what genre the most or... Man, um, I'll, I'm all over the place. Like my favorite movie of all time is, is Tombstone. Is it really? Yeah. Wow, Tombstone's good, man. That's Love a good Tombstone. one. But it's weird because you know you get like the nostalgia of, of being a kid. So like it goes like Tombstone, and then number two is like The Mask. 
<laughs> because yeah. I love Jim Carrey and I love the mask. And then I mean, and then the mask comics are so amazing. Like, oh yeah, movies. yes, those are the bomb. Yeah, dude. And uh, I met Doug right before the pandemic at C2E2, and he did, he did this for me. Check this out. Oh, I gotta see. Let me see. Hold on. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, Doug is great, man. Yeah, and he yeah. is. He is one of my favorite artists. Like, I follow. You know, Dennis knows I, I'm an art guy, obviously. So I buy stuff more for the art and whatever Doug draws, I buy it. He could do one issue of something and I'm like, I'll buy it. I don't give yeah. a shit what the story is. Yeah, he he's so cool. And he's like, man, I haven't drawn the mask in forever. He's like, thanks for letting me do this. Uh, so, yeah, I love the mask movie. Um, <laughs> I mean, Willy Wonka and the Cho Chocolate Factory classic gene wilder so oh yeah. yeah gene wilder yeah awesome um once upon a time in the west i think that one is amazing you know that's so good but yeah i love all kinds of different movies and stuff like that yeah no but that's Lots pretty much how stuff. i mean i'm all over the place like that like the the stuff that i don't usually go see is conjuring and because <laughs> when i was a kid the exorcist just totally freaked the shit out of me oh, yeah see, and i love that and i won't i still won't watch it to this day and um so stuff like the conjuring and stuff i usually stay away from and like annabelle because it will it'll just freak me out still yeah but shit like saw oh i love yeah. that stuff yeah <laughs> I, I i don't know well part of it's because i love the i i love it's like magic. I actually like to see how magic tricks are done. Yeah. So when it comes to movies like Saw, I like to, I've seen enough of special effects that when I'm watching the movie, I'm thinking more about how that special effect was done than how gross it is. Yeah. So like now you see it. You love the now you see it movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love that stuff. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to ask you a question since we got so many viewers on. Mm -hmm. We had a long. We're I'm a sci-fi guy, right? And I, everything oh, actually, right. fantasy, sci-fi, all this. So we got talking about this this movie. Jennifer Conley came up yesterday, and we were all talking. And they listed her iconic movies. You would have thought Labyrinth, but no, that wasn't one of them. Mm -hmm. um, it was Dark City and uh, Career Opportunities, and and Dark City is the one all of a sudden I started mentioning it. Everybody's like, oh, my God, that's one of the greatest sci-fi movies. It's like right up there with Blade Runner and uh, The Matrix for changing it. I had never even heard of the movie. And so many people I've talked to have never heard of it. No, I just I never know. Have you guys ever heard of Dark City? No. Yeah. that's an, And before you, know, you came on, Dennis and I were talking, I had IMDb up. It came out in 98, and I've been steadily going to movies pretty much since, you know, well, since I was a kid, but as an adult, you know, early 90s and stuff. And I'm like, I've never heard of that movie. I before. just ordered the director's cut because there's obviously a director's cut out for it. And But how am I a sci-fi guy and I've never heard of it, and it's a pinnacle one? Ooh. See, oh, look. good in this, too. He says Dark City is Look, Dark City is dope. Never heard of it. <laughs> now, Dennis bought it, like he said, so I'll have to come over and watch it. Yeah, I tell you party. what, I tell you what, Phil, we saw it last week. Um, oh my God, now I'm, oh, what, oh, I'm blanking on the name. 
What's Dennis, the movie? What was the Dennis movie we, we were talking about last week that we saw, that we loved? Dennis, oh, we, what? Was, uh, you can't, nobody. Right? Nobody, that was it. Nobody. Oh, yeah, that's the new one. I heard that. Dude, it is that. so freaking good. Really? Especially it is. Seeing, seeing that actor in a yeah. tough guy role like that. Holy mm -hmm. shit. It, it is John Wick with more humor with an actual family. It was so entertaining. I couldn't believe how good it was. I mean, it's probably one of the best movies I've seen in the last couple of years. Maybe yeah. because I had low expectations, but shit, yeah. it blew right out of the water. It is a tight hour and 33 minutes. They trimmed off. I'd love to see what they left on the cutting room floor because there wasn't a part of the movie you were like, mm, cut that, oh, yeah. lose that. You know, it's tight. It's got a good. It's got a good story. Odenkirk was fantastic in it, uh, especially playing that role because you, you never, see, you know, better call Saul. You know, yeah, is what he's known for. But playing a tough guy and they set it up for a sequel. It is so good. That's so, awesome. I have to check that out. See, yeah, it boomed, apparently it boomed at the box office and it just got released at the wrong time. It didn't last long at the theater. So quite a few have heard of it. So, all right, viewing party coming up soon. <laughs> Going to have to. Yeah, yeah, I just watched a movie that uh, uh, I've been watching a lot of cyberpunk movies right now because I'm working on yeah. a cyberpunk project for the future or, or a cyberpunk comic um, for maybe like next year. And yeah. so I watched, uh, I've been watching like anime cyberpunk stuff, which I've never really watched anime before. Um, cause I thought it was stupid and uh, <laughs> it probably, it probably still is, but there's good cyberpunk stuff in there. <laughs> and then I watched, uh, of the Alita film and, uh, so what did you think by the way, since we just had somebody ask cats asking, Conley was in Alita, terrible movie. Please discuss. See, I didn't think it was. A, I didn't think it was that terrible. <laughs> I yeah, had to get I, past. I, it was just so hard for me to get past the enlarged eyes on her. <laughs> no, that was just. It, it was so weird looking because I'm like, everything watch, is real life. I have to watch the anime. So because I've seen some clips from the anime, and the like, the the father looks so much cooler in the anime than than that. That oh, okay. guy or whatever, but yeah. uh, the designs in the movie are really cool. Like this, yeah, the, designs, the bad guys, yeah, yeah. They're, they're super cool. Uh, and you know the action is good. It's just some of the story stuff, like with the the boyfriend thing and him, right. like him getting his body, you know, ripped up and he falls off of that thing. It's just he's just a head. That was weird, but the action's cool. I thought, you know the. The growth of the character was cool. It was a good world building. Um, they obviously were leaving off for a sequel of how oh, the yeah, movie right. ended. And I don't know if I that's going to happen, but oh, I sir, I doubt it. I, I, mean, I, think, movie it, I think it fell short. I, I, I there were things that I like. See, I'm a cyberpunk fan. We used yeah. to do the role playing game and yeah, awesome. know, all, all that stuff. Netrunner, uh, all that kind of stuff. Cyberpunk's really cool, and this had elements of it in it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just like Johnny Mnemonic, you know, where you're, you've got memory mm -hmm. and stuff. And, of course, yeah, I watch that. My, my phone now has like a thousand times the amount of memory that Johnny Mnemonic did. But, you know, just a sign <laughs> of the times. But uh, um, Alita, 
it just fell short in some of the story. I like the characters. I agree with you. The designs of the characters, that was awesome. Mm -hmm. I even did love the hammer with the jet, you know, coming yeah. in there to speed it up. Oh, yeah. There were some pretty interesting, well-thought-out things. It just didn't gel like it should have. And I think they were missing some of the plot points along the way. I didn't think it was a horrible movie. I didn't think it was a great movie. I thought it was yeah. all right. I wish they would have done more. The comics were better. The anime. Yeah, I have to watch the anime. Yeah. Uh, Did you watch the live action Ghost in the Shell? No. Was I watched Johansson. I watched the anime. I didn't watch the live action one yet. Should I watch? I've one? watched that. I've watched the anime before, but I, you know, we. Did you go to that one, Dennis? Did you see the live action Ghost in the Shell with Scarlett Johansson? No, I got really worried I was going to hate it, and then I would I would stop all the other craps. I didn't. I, I it's like Green Lantern. I didn't want to ruin it by seeing a terrible movie. You son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> he, do, he does that on purpose because he knows Green Lantern's like my favorite DC guy, <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds is one of my favorite actors. So it's hard for me to diss on that movie, even though it's a bad movie. <laughs> Bubblegum Crisis and AD Police is two you need to watch for uh, for cyberpunk stuff. So, huh. Yeah, that, that's been suggested to me, so I'm going to have to watch them. I've watched Bubblegum Crisis, but it was probably 20 years ago. It was yeah. so long ago. So how was the Ghost in the Shell film? Uh, it was it was just okay. You yeah. know, in fact, I, I now remember it was my daughter and I that went and, you know, she was, was that two years ago, three years ago? She's, you know, she's a teenager. She loved it. I, yeah. It was just okay. I mean, I get why they cast Scarlett Johansson because she's so popular and stuff. But talk about, you know, cast an Asian actress. <laughs> you know, know what I mean? Um, it, it was just okay. It was eye candy. You know, visually it was really good. Story-wise, eh. I I'd yeah. probably take Alita over it. Yeah. yeah, live action one. It's like Death Note. You know, they kept saying, "Oh, watch Death Note, watch Death Note." Ah, so I watched the movie, and they all, and I'm like, "This is the worst damn movie I've seen in a long time." <laughs> and they're like, "You're supposed to watch the anime, duh." And I'm like, "Okay." So I learned my lesson the hard way. Yeah, never watch the movie, live action movie versions, like at Last Airbender. Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> yeah, never cool. watched it. Never watched it. The series is good though. The series is great. Mm -hmm. But yeah, what was that series that you made me watch or you told me to watch that I hated Dennis on Netflix? I can't it, believe I told you anything that you'd hate. <laughs> well, yeah, you do. Well, come on. We were it, it was the it was the people that turned into monsters. Oh. I just want to see if Phil knows what it is. People who turn Animorphs. No, 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 no. Oh. Remember Animorphs? Uh, see, you can't even was, remember. God, what is the name of it? I'll think of it. It's Korean. Yeah, it's Korean, and it was instead of a instead of the zombie, instead they of the zombie genre, huh? They turned into monsters. I can't think of the name. Oh my god, I am dying here. We even did a whole review on it. I know. Um, <laughs> See, and and you bagged on me for saying it was awful, and now you don't even remember the name of it. And there's supposedly going to be a second season. Yeah, oh. that's because I'm thinking Train to Busan, which was great. Yeah, Train to Busan was good. Did you see that? No. Oh my god, now that that's a good Korean zombie movie. Train to Busan. If you like zombie it stuff. It is. Yeah. If you like zombie stuff. Nope. What Watch is she saying? Get some laughs out of it. All right. Uh, 
Yeah, Scarlett Johansson was a dead fish in that movie, North Free says. Yeah, pretty much. I think <laughs> yeah. she was just collecting a paycheck. So That's too bad. Yeah, it is. But, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, I watched uh, Cyber City Oedo. Uh It was like a, an anime from the 80s. Really good. I really like that. It's a cyberpunk stuff. So, Oh, that's cool. I'm having a lot of fun doing different genres and, and diving into cyberpunk right now just kind of absorbing everything i can and i have like a, a google docs that's just all this notes and stuff on on the story and character design so i'm gonna take some time to develop that because uh really uh, i i get obsessed with things like uh story yeah. elements or genre and i've been like that all my life like you could ask like anyone in my family i could say it would be my flavor of the month thing where it's like Hey, uh, this month I'm obsessed with Mr. T, and uh, I have a Mr. T license plate on my bicycle, and I wish I was Mr. T. So <laughs> there's like I'll do that with characters too, like Gambit and and all, all these things. So when I latch on to something that I like, I'll usually deep dive into it for a few months, and I I like that I can do that with writing as well. Do you find it when you're at work at your your regular job? It's hard to turn off that stuff because you can't just well i mean you can take notes on your phone and stuff sure you know what i mean yeah well, there well, and the best thing like, about that is uh because i work in the same office as my brother just us two like oh, okay. he's right behind me so i could you know shoot ideas off of him or be like hey would, you, would this work in a story or something and we're doing like stuff on computers like where uh, i do a lot of um video editing and and uh, minimal animation and stuff like that graphic graphic oh, cool. work so like we could You're just play in front of a computer anyways yeah. you can just pop so we could play music down. and yeah like i'm always thinking about that stuff too so that's cool is that a monday through friday gig or are you on weekends at that joint too yeah i'm uh so some people left the um like working because of the pandemic so i had to take up oh, some yeah. shifts like actually manning the arcade so oh, right. I, I was working like Fridays and, and Sundays, but right now I'm just, I'm back in the offices because people came back. So oh, I'm at the arcade like once a week now. Uh, how long I, did they, I assume, how long was it? I assume they shut down for a certain period of time. Throughout yeah, the we, we shut the arcade down for maybe like three months. Um, when it was at the height, like last summer. But, uh, you know, we tried to open up as quickly as possible. So we did keep the place around but, oh yeah definitely yeah. definitely damn well i'm glad it all worked out yeah. yeah um well very cool man well i'm glad you came on and stuff yeah um i didn't really look at the before and after the campaign so i unfortunately don't know if it, it went up That's at all <laughs> well i know a couple people uh posted that they were definitely picking Hopefully. stuff up uh one yeah, of them's upset because they're going to be blowing their whole next paycheck, they said. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Like this, every backer counts, man. Uh, it allows us to create more books, you know. For oh, yeah. Than yeah. the next book we're doing. And uh, we just roll it into making this stuff because that's I, I love doing this. I love writing and creating characters. And, and uh, if fans are out there that have YouTube channels, definitely uh do reviews i love seeing reviews of, of my stuff so i can know uh what people like what people don't like so we could always try to improve what we're doing 
Um, but yeah, we just passed 24,000 this morning uh, yep. with, with Magic Cop 2. And we're, you know, keep going up and up. And I can't wait to get this book out to everybody because it's just going to be a ton of fun. And thanks for having me on, man. It's been a blast. No, I'm glad you came on. Like I said, it's a, I like to be able to meet the meet the other creators and stuff, the CG and talk to them and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's such a great, you know, it's a great community. It's very welcoming. Um, and even, you know, yeah, I've been doing this for 30 years, but when it comes to the crowdfunding, I haven't. And I've learned a lot from other people and looking at other people's campaigns to kind of dissect it and go, oh, that's cool. And you just kind of, you know, take little pieces of things and go, oh, I like what they did here. And, you know, even graphics and stuff. Because some people just do bare bones with no graphics. Just, I mean, they show pages right. and stuff. But, you know, then you've got campaigns like yours that has the cup that's spinning and stuff, yeah. some animation yeah. and stuff. So it's very cool. And it's very, it's a very, I tell everybody, it's a welcoming community. And it's, yeah, you can learn from everybody. It doesn't matter if it's somebody like me that's been doing it forever, or, you know, somebody relatively new to the game like you guys. There's always something to learn and a different point of view that you can, you can try and pick from and gain from. And that's yeah. what I think is really cool. So, yeah, yeah. when I, I've mentioned this a few times, uh, you know, when Andy first said, Hey, you know, kind of brought up comics gate and stuff, and you know, what have you heard and kind of go check it out. And, you know, all I heard was a few negative things from a couple of people. And yeah. as I started getting into it, the more I started looking at it, I didn't see any hate. Matter of fact, I saw individual creators, didn't matter if you were writing or an artist or an anchor, everybody had positive things to say. It was about forwarding the industry and, and making content that they were proud of and that they wanted to, you know, other fans to be happy with versus trying to push out agendas. And I was like, this was, this was a great community. And I'm like, I don't see all of this garbage that a lot of people are sitting there talking about. So no, I, I actually think I see more and more people hopping out, hopping on the community and there's a reason for it. You guys are all collectively putting out great stuff. Yeah. It, it's, it's amazing, man. It's, it's so welcoming. Like last night on uh, Michael Bancroft's show, mm -hmm. um, who's an awesome streamer from Australia, does a show yeah. every night. Uh, yeah. He, he did a, a show with a, a young lady, her name is Irene, and she was actually a fill-in artist at Marvel. And they would uh, they put her on uh, books like Silk and uh, Gwenpool, and she was there for I think like three years. But she was they wouldn't let her go anywhere. They were kind of pigeonholing her in this position because she is a female artist, and they would only put her on female or, or YA stuff. But she loves drawing monsters. She draws awesome monsters she has this book out uh right now i think it's called fiendish and um she's like yeah I, I was there and wasn't getting uh really going anywhere and so i left and did this stuff on my own and she is new to all of this and was welcomed with open arms she got a bunch of backers on the show she passed ten thousand dollars on her book and oh, sweet. Uh, you know they actually went over the the wikipedia page for comics gate showing that it like were a um you know cg is a hate group that specifically targets women and they were all she was laughing about it because she's like i haven't 
felt anything like that. Uh, everybody's been so cool and supportive with my with my book and everything. And uh, it was really cool to see someone new coming in that did work in the industry that that was a female and being successful on a stream like that. That's cool. Awesome. Yeah. I, when it comes to that stupid Wikipedia page, I'm sure somebody said this before. Why doesn't somebody just go in and change it? Because it's open. Yeah. You can anybody can edit that stuff, can't they? You yeah, you, you can you can ask to edit. You can put it in there, but it has to get oh, approved. Yeah. And what a lot of people are finding out is they won't they won't make the changes if it doesn't fit a certain criteria. Um, For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Live and learn. I never go on Wikipedia, so yeah. <laughs> rarely, I should say. Sometimes I'll Google a, a person and be like, oh, what's their Wikipedia say? But usually I don't go on it. So, well, there you go. Well, everybody, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Phil, once again for joining and stuff. I hope, uh, you know, the campaign keeps growing. The future Thank ones you. do as well, you know, and we'll definitely obviously stay in touch. So, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, it was nice it meeting you, Phil. That was a, It's our first time meeting, so I think yeah. that's fantastic. I love meeting new people. Um, while everybody's out there, Wednesday's show is, um, of course, it's we're going to be talking. We just talked about it, the movie. We're going to be talking a little bit spiral. We've got new comic book day, so we're going to be listing our comic books and all the cool stuff. Um, I read Silver City, and I've had a bunch of people from my Quick Flip wanting to do it. So I think we're going to talk a little Silver City and do a review on that because it's a definitely an interesting concept. And uh, if everybody wants, hit the like button, hit the subscribe yeah. button so you know when we get it. So we appreciate it, and we love talking to you guys. Yep, and check out. Phil, what's your channel? Is it just your name? What's your channel? It is Zade Comics. So Zade it's Comics. My, my last name spelled backwards, Z-A-I-D comics that's our company and uh, we're actually going to be streaming in an hour on my channel doing like our our, our weekly hangout monday nights so oh, cool mm -hmm. all right guys everybody thank you again for joining and we will catch you guys on wednesday bye everybody see you bye, -bye.